Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the engineers at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. He's also an employee owner. He's 100% employee owned, and we're looking for you. If you're looking to make a change, you want to be a geek, and you want to work for you rather than the man, you can be the man. I'm not kidding. I don't even know. How. We're <laughs> this serious. Is not a, this is not a joke, people. 100% employee owned. If you're in technology and you want to join a company that's uh, looking for good folks, um, come and join us. Uh, but we're going to be here. Feel free to get online. 860-522-WTIC is the number. It's the only number. So get online. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And over on the old Facebooks, Richard has a comment and a post. Oh, wow. So Richard is talking about a, uh, a scam that occurred to him that uh, basically the bad guys sent him a, a note, either from a text that, hey, your credit card has got a fraud on it. It's got a fraud, fraudulent charge. And the the note even referenced his card number and referenced you know the security code as well. Wow. And said, call us. And they had a number, right? So, of course, he, he called and he already got the kind of the suspicions when he heard kind of a foreign accent. But there's plenty of folks in America with foreign accents that will be on help desks. Yeah, that's true. But it is a thing to think about. But the point is, he's asking, how did they do this? I have two words for you. Data breach. Exactly. So when your credit card is used at any retailer, any retailer, um, and they happen to be breached, like Target. Remember the Target breach? Right? So they're gonna, they have a nice catalog of credit card numbers and people's names and all that information. And these breaches happen all the time. And it's not really hard to figure out your phone number on the internet. So I could Google that in a matter of seconds, right? So I can call the Richard so-and-sos of the world and, and, or, or text those folks and hit you, right? It's called spear phishing, right? They're going directly after you because they have your credit card number. And now they're going to call you and you're going to start giving them access to your, your credit union. Right, they're gonna maybe trick you into giving passwords and trick you into all sorts of things. You think you're calling a credit union because you were alerted, but you're not calling the credit union. So the question is how? It's easy, right? That you didn't fall for it, so that's good news. But we're letting everyone else there understand. If you receive a text or you receive an email, you receive anything from any industry you think it's real, you can't trust it. 
you need to contact them directly with, without using the thing that came to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the key. You, you look up the bank or the credit union's phone number, and then you dial them. Right, and you would find out. He and, would have found out rather yeah. fast that he didn't have any issue. Now, the the question that he probably has is, how did they have that CVV code? Well, that's because because mm-hmm. according to regulations and the contracts that are signed, mm-hmm. those are not supposed to be saved mm. anywhere. But people do. You, you what you're supposed to do is pass that through to the bank. The bank returns, uh, I believe, some kind of a special token mm-hmm. that then indicates that you had sent the proper code. Right. And here's your your token or hash that says that your the transaction is Legit. bona fide, mm-hmm. and that you can save mm-hmm. because that is not transportable information. Right. Okay, it only means something to the bank, mm-hmm. and that's it. Now, why do companies keep saving the CVV codes? Right. Good question. Why? Yeah. I can't. I can't tell you why. They right. just do it all the time. Right. Well, and, probably to make the transaction more easily because you need that well, CVV code to transact. Right. And you need it the next time. But like I said, there's a, there is a way to tokenize right, that, right. and that's built into should the have, system. And the necessary. programmers should know how it operates, and right. they won't use it. Yep. I don't know why. And then they get breached, and here's how it happens. So be vigilant out there, kids. Stay frosty, as it were. Let's go to Pam and Marlboro for first. What's going on, Pam? Hi. Good Hi. Morning. Um, morning. Thank you very much for taking my call. Sure. Um, I was looking. I was trying to look through your archive links, and I can only get January on both my iPad and my Android phone. Um, usually you have several weeks going, and yeah. I, it doesn't go beyond that. So basically what I was looking for is what your recommendations are for Windows 11, the pros and cons. I have Windows 10 right now. Is it something I should look into going into Windows 11 or leave it as is? Uh, I would say leave it alone. Um, You're you're probably better off just leaving it alone. Um, Maybe in another six months after Windows 11 has been out for a year, Maybe you can upgrade, but I'm not even sure I would do that. The one question that I'm going to ask you is, how old is the computer right now? Um, About two, possibly three years. I think it's about two years, though. All right. Well, the thing that you have to remember that might play into your decision is that support for Windows 10 is going to drop in 2025. So if you expect to use the... If you expect to use the computer after 2025, then at some point Mm -hmm. you're going to have to upgrade to 11. If you don't expect it to last that long, then leave it alone. And And yes, you can still wait. Yes, you can keep waiting. However, Pam, I'm going to predict that Microsoft is going to slam it on your system whether you like it or not at some point. Okay, well, my next question is I started thinking I was going to download, you know, install it, and I did download it, but I haven't installed it. Can I undo the download? Do I just go into my download files and delete it? Is that where it would be if held? That's where it is. I don't, I think, don't it is. think it'll be there. No. I think okay. it'll be in another location, and you're going to have to uh, reset your Windows update components to get rid of it. Let's not go that far, though. I don't want yeah, to I would, I would, and You know what? I would just leave it alone. Yeah. You're, just, just leave, leave it, it there. Um, okay, well, my... Well, go I, ahead. 
I hear you, but my question is when I go to turn off my computer, I have the choice of restart and update or, re- I mean, you know, shut down and update or shut down. Now, if I don't ever select the update, because that's probably going to do the Windows 11, will I not get the updates for Windows 10 now? Yeah. You won't get any updates. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. So shut down and update. Eventually, the updates are going to happen anyways. It's just asking you to not to do It's just asking you if you'd like it to. Goodness gracious. So we need to figure out, we need to give you a link as to how to block the Windows 11 update that you've halfway done. Right. Yeah. This is why both Dennis and I don't have hair, you know. <laughs> you know, you, you users yeah. keep us on no, our toes. I started to do it, and then I had second thoughts, and I tried looking it up in your archive links, and yeah. I did see how not to have it done, but I had already done the download, but I just haven't installed it. I bet you there's an article for how to deal with this particular issue. I just Here's the snag, okay. though. When people start dealing with this type of issue, they generally cause more trouble. They could break things, right? You could cause damage because you've halfway started a process that Microsoft desperately needs you to finish right there. They just don't feel complete unless you've updated to their latest, greatest, most amazing operating system that is just (laughs) so much better than the last one. Um, So it's probably not as easy to stop in the middle, but we'll try to, did you find anything? Start the install at all. No, I know you downloaded it. Okay. Yeah. I only downloaded it. Exactly. Did, All right. did you find um, anything, Dennis, or I, no, not yet? Well, she's got to go to a, a per- particular Windows directory yeah. and delete all the files in it. But in order to do that, she's got to shut off all the Windows update services first. We're going to put this link up there for you. Them. We're going to put the link, okay. but uh, we're going to tell you this. So right, if, if there's two choices here, right? We don't want you to break stuff. You could right. go to Windows 11 because you're kind of halfway there. And then you can call mm-hmm. back in three months and say, guys, it works great. Because <laughs> it's, only, it's only for home use, or right? terrible. <laughs> well, it's only for home use, correct? Yes. Okay. A lot of, the, a lot of our advice sometimes is tainted by business use. Um, because okay. we're always, when it comes to business, there's so much software out there that isn't ready for prime time. I got yelled at by a dental office. All right. Not yelled at. They were nice about it. But they're yelling at me mm-hmm. because they're running um, Office 20, um, Office 2010. Right. And mm-hmm. so they're like, Eric, we want to get everything updated. So they had Office 2010, 2013, 2016. Okay, fine. So we, Office 2022 or 21 is the latest Office suite. We went out there, we applied it on all the systems, just like they asked. Well, it turns out their dental software now doesn't do an attachment the way it did with the older flavors of the Office. So they're yelling oh. at me, Eric, you should have known this. Well, just so you know, we don't know everything, number one. Right. And number two, right. The dental software that they're using is not up to speed. They're, they're still kind of configured for Office 2016 or 2019. So we're always going to be a little bit gun-shy to tell you to update to the latest because we get burned like this all the time, right? And, right. and they're, you know, it's, like, it's like a negative indicator. Hey, you guys told me to do this, and now this. I didn't do it. It's the programmers that didn't do their job. Um, so that's why we're like this. So worst, worst case, Pam, you probably will be okay. If you had a choice, we'd tell you not to because we're conservative that way. But you probably will be okay. But we'll give you a link as to how you should, how you can stop it if you want to. But I don't want you to cause more trouble for yourself. Well, that's what I'm worried about. I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what to say. You're halfway there. Do you think it would cause trouble for my computer or just it's a pain to do? Both. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because um, this is my banking computer. 
right. It's important to you, and you want to make yeah. it make it work. So I'm telling you, you know, my my inclination because you're halfway there is to continue. If if this is okay. a banking only computer, yes, uh, you're more likely safe than not to do the update. To do okay. the update, yeah. Okay. All right, Pam. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Good luck. All right. Thank you. <laughs> right, bye. But yeah, this, this dental office, hey, you should have known. I should have known that now when you do this within your specific dental practice software, you now have to do this function this way rather than that way because the software folks have not made it ready for, for the latest version of Office. I'm supposed to know this? I mean, guys, IT people are not able to know everything about everything that you are doing. Um, we just aren't, nor do we promise that. No. It's impossible to. Um so yeah, it's, it's so you're you're darned if you do, darned if you don't. You update to the latest and greatest because you want it. You want it to. Ten year old office suite, something doesn't work on something you use well, every day. Well, that's that's another lesson learned. Mm-hmm. If they had been more up to date with Office already before twelve years went by, went by, they might have been better off. And the other side of the coin is, as I said to the uh, practice, I said. What you you would you'd still want to run twelve year old office suite then to avoid this one particular issue or would you want to change how you operate how what your workflow is because of this issue? Please please tell me they said that they would live with the difference. They would they did because it makes sense right? Um, but but they were cranky about it because her her process changed oh. and it's like yes you're using a new software it's a whole new soup maybe it doesn't taste as good I didn't make it. Microsoft did. <laughs> We're going to sip out for a quick break, get back to your calls. Joe and Samantha, hang on. We'll be right back. And there we are. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And uh, I want to also bring up, we had the, talk, we had the, the, the uh, question from Richard about his bank card being out there. And one other piece of information he wanted to put, and he put on the Facebook page over there, he said, hey, by the way, I've never used this bank card outside of the bank. So how do they get this information? Right? So... I would tell you you did. You did use it. You just don't remember. That's my first inclination. It could be an inside job. Bank, it could be. There's plenty of bank tellers that have been arrested for for just taking money out of people's accounts in general. You hear it all the time. I wouldn't put it past someone, somebody on the inside for using the, the card to then do what they're doing here, right? Thieves are yeah. everywhere. Or, um, or, I mean, the only other explanation would be ESP. Somebody yeah. – somebody, Use their mind to probe <laughs> into your wallet and read the car. I mean, not going what other explanation? Right. Well, what? NFC. Neil, Neil, oh, so if you have yeah. NFC and you don't, I have a wallet that that keeps the near field communications blocked, right? So they could use. There's all sorts of sniffers that are out there. If that's true. one of those chip based things that's that could true. try to sniff the information, yeah. Um, it's it's crazy out there, guys. <laughs> Let's get to your calls. Uh, we'll continue with. Uh, Let's go to Joe in Glastonbury next. What's happening, Joe? Yeah, hi. Um, so you were talking about the email. I have an SBC Global account. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, a lot of my mail goes there. I also have Gmail accounts and uh, Microsoft Live accounts. You know, these are all personal accounts. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, you know, it sounds like uh, possibly the – the old SNET and the SBC Global accounts may be going away or there's issue with them. I, I had issues a, a year or two ago, but I fixed them. Yeah. They, they okay. gave a fix for that. Um, and, and, and so do you know whether they're actually, they are actually going away? Or is the first question. And the second thing is, what, what 
what would you recommend for a you know a, a, a you know a service to go to? I mean, I already have Gmail and Live, but is there something you recommend, or or is it worth just going use, making those my one of those my main um, business you know or work uh, related? Um, address. Well, you already have the Gmail one. I would tell you to just stick with that. That'd be my first inclination. Whether they're going away or not is tough because we get calls constantly over the years about the accounts just disappearing and then nobody yes. to deal with. I can I can attest. Yes. Personally, that I have found that one of those accounts completely disappeared. Really? Okay. Completely. Yeah. Gone. No way to get back to it. And you're not paying for it. Right. Right. So now, you could, just so you know, that could happen to Gmail too. You're not paying for that one either. They're just reading your mail to see what you're interested in so they can make sure they market to you. Yeah, I know. That's the only issue with those. Well, that's a <laughs> big issue. Microsoft and Gmail. It's a big issue. So if you really, if you want to move forward and actually have a more professional, a more secure email system that's encrypted, we've been recommending Proton. Proton's been around for a while. It's an MIT. It's a Swiss MIT uh, uh, project. So your mail is encrypted end-to-end, and... Um, that's that's my that's the way to go. They do offer free, quote unquote, email boxes, and you can also have a paid Proton service. Um, but we need to kind of consider getting off these free things. We've we've been the commodity now since the internet started, and until you do this, you are still the commodity. Yeah, right, right. The, so, so the so the Proton one. So what? So you said MIT, but I, I missed. Is it Swiss? I mean, who? Yeah. Who who runs it? You it's know. sitting in a, it's sitting in servers in Switzerland. Right. It it's it's MIT guys, but they put it in Switzerland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the the there is another alternative. Sure. Who is your uh, internet provider? Um, and, Frontier. I still use Frontier. Uh, you might be able to get a Frontier dot net email account from them. I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, and they may. They may already have assigned you a mailbox, and right. you just might not even know about it. Um, but you'd have to call their support, find out how to get to it, and um, and you can use them. Yeah. And if you are their customer, they're going to provide you support for that, mm-hmm. and they're not going to pull that account on you. Right. So that that's a, that's something you might use, and it might even be free. So it you probably know, is. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm paying for it through their service. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds good. All right, yeah. Joe. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Good luck. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye. All right. Let's go on to Samantha in Hartford. What's happening, Samantha? Samantha, you there? Oh, did you say Samantha? I did. Oh, um, I am calling because a very unusual thing had happened for me uh, last Thursday. Apparently, I have received a few phone calls uh, that uh, uh, callers knew my name, and they claimed that I have advertised on the Internet that I am looking for life insurance. Jeez. Uh, Altogether, I had at least six calls on Thursday, and same thing happened yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. And I did not place. Right, you didn't have any inquiries for life insurance. Yes. And they 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 called my right uh, phone number. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if this is some kind of new scam or 
What could I do about it? Uh, it's a scam. I don't know how new it is, it's but that's what it is. It's a scam. Robocalling is what they're doing. Yeah. So you mean you know they're just trying to get you on the phone. They're going to try to sell you something. So do you still have a landline or a cell phone? Uh, I have. Uh, se- uh, I have. Uh, uh, a cell phone, but okay. I am doesn't have too much batteries, so I'm using somebody else's call. Uh, okay. Well, I'm just saying, um, if you have a if uh, do you have a landline, then they're calling, or just your 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 kind of landline. Dead, you have a landline, okay. So it's hard to block robocalls with a landline. Um, cell phones, like my my uh, Google Pixel, actually has got a screening system where it takes the calls and uh, drives the the. The scammer's nuts. It'll actually answer the phone. Hey, what would you like to talk to Eric about? Kind of thing. And uh, of course, they they hang up. They realize there there's a front end there, and I don't I don't have to worry about wasting my time with these things. It's really very difficult for you to do anything, Samantha. You just have to be vigilant. Uh, understand that these these robocalls are going to continue, and there's nothing you can do about it. Unfortunately, other than getting rid of your landline and maybe going to a cell phone technology like I I am using, um, you can also be put on a do not call list. Uh, yeah, you can you can ask to be put on a do not call list. There's a way to get on it on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, she might be able to call her phone company. Yeah, and ask about that. We can put a link there for you, Samantha. Yeah. For that, want to do that? Uh, well, um, I just uh, uh, didn't know if they are planning possibly to something. Um, well, bad. No, they're just trying to trick you into buying something you don't need. That's bad oh, okay. enough. That's bad enough, but nothing you can do about it other than get, getting put on a list. Mm-hmm. So don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. Just ignore them. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can always waste their time and chat with them. We're going to be here till... <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to be there till 11 o'clock. Uh, feel free to get in line. Four lines open for you. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock. Four lines open for you. 860-522-9842 is the number. The only number you can use here at WTIC for any of the shows, by the way. Um, the 800 number is turned off. No more Gone. for you. <laughs> yep. So 860-522-9842 is the number. And uh, so feel free to get online. We're going to be here till 11. And as we wait for your calls, four lines open, we're going to go ahead and talk about some more technology issues that are out there. Right, Dennis? Yeah. This is a strange little thing. It's happening over in the UK right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Epson, the printer maker, and they're a company that we've recommended here on the show oh, a few yeah. times because they have these... Uh, uh, tankless Eco, tank or eco smart eco smart um, not tankless they got big I, tanks. right they have tanks you replace the ink tanks instead of replacing the whole ink cartridge right and they're fairly economical for that reason and they're very fast but they among other things they have something called a ready print subscription service hmm. that allows you to use their printers Mm-hmm. And when your printer is getting low on ink, they automatically send you 
right. your next tank the or printer says, cartridge or whatever. The printer says, hey, I'm running low. Right. And, and, you're, it, and you're paying your fee, so I'll send you the ink. You pay a subscription, and they just automatically send you uh, the the little tanks. Yeah. And if you print enough, it could be worth it. I mean, I can see how it might the math might work in your favor, depending Maybe. on what you're doing. Well, it turns out that in the UK, the service is breaking down. Uh-oh. And it's breaking down because what's happening is um, one of the banks that people have credit cards from, RBS, mm-hmm. um, they are, for some reason, the the Epson company thinks that the, the card is not authorized. Mm-hmm. So you have to log in, put in your information, and then there's a government-mandated uh, second factor mm-hmm. that you have to respond to. Yep. And then the Epson site can say, oh, okay, well, that credit card is authorized, so I can take my subscription and go. Credit card or bank card? Uh, uh, I bet you it's a bank card because you're probably going right into your account. Credit card, yeah, I think probably it's a, a little less. But. Bank card. Okay. So, At any rate. Yeah. Um, well, this is breaking down. And yep. what's happening is because uh, people are not getting these subsequent prompts, Right. Epson thinks their cards are no good. And they're shutting off printing altogether on even the printers. Even if there's ink still in there. Yep. You haven't paid you your can't rental. Print. You haven't paid your because, rental. Because your subscription ran out. It's amazing. And uh Epson is blaming the bank. Right. The bank is blaming Epson. This is managed printing, just so you guys know. Right. And <laughs> at this point, just reading the article, I have no idea where the breakdown is. It could right. be on Epson's side. It could be on the bank's side. We just don't know. Right. And both sides are too busy blaming each other to get off their bottoms and take a look at what's going on and yeah. find out what happened. That's amazing. So it is. If you don't pay your rent, now in, in, in America, well, you can stay in your home all day, all as long as you like. But they'll not get you. Your printer can't work. Well, the the <laughs> irony is that these are people who want to pay. Yes, and they can't. They can't. <laughs> no. uh, technology. Welcome to the technology world. Let's go to Joanne uh, next. What's going on, Joanne? Uh, on Chromebook, yeah, where it says um, after you enter, it says password. Next to password is an eyeball. If I put my cursor on the eyeball, it shows my password. Yeah, exactly. It's a feature. That's what it's supposed to do. Isn't, isn't that dangerous? Not, not if it's just you looking at your password. Right, as long as there's nobody else in the room looking over your shoulder. No. no. It's a feature. It's, you know... Some people need to see their password so they can then write it down somewhere, right? So, you know, what did I what did I type? So, some the way I do it sometimes because my passwords are so long, I have to then type my password on a Word document to see what the heck I type. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, what the heck did I do? So that's just a feature, right? You turn on the eyeball, you see what you what your password is, you write it down or take note of it or do whatever you're going to do with it, so you know what it is. Nothing wrong with that. Can I make it disappear? Hit the eyeball again. <laughs> that closes the How eye. Can I make the eyeball disappear? No, I don't think you can do that. No, it's a feature. Oh, okay, so that's common. Yeah, very at Chromebook. this point. Yeah, and it's becoming increasingly common. Yeah, you're you're going to see that more and more in password fields, not just in that one setting. And it's not really a security issue because if you if you're the one typing the password and you're the one that turns on the eyeball to see if you've got the right one in there, you're good. If I'm sitting there trying to get onto your on your Chromebook, the fact that I turn the eyeball on or not doesn't do anything because I haven't typed anything yet because I don't know your password, right? 
So you're good. You're safe, unless you have somebody okay. looking over your shoulder. By the way, what is your password? <laughs> password. Ah, very good. That's what everybody uses. It's a, it's a very secure one. <laughs> so you're, you're fine, Joanne. <laughs> okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But it is weird if you think about it. You're like, hey, why do they do that? That's why. I, I, I think it's a good feature. Yeah. Uh, we, I, we, I have customers that take advantage of it all the time. Because right. yeah. they, they actually look, make sure that password's right. Oh, okay, I'm fine. Well, because, yeah, because some of them are so long, and they you are. can easily have a fat finger and hit the wrong they are. thing. And let's be honest, it's good for there to be complex passwords that are so long that you need to take a look. Right. It's be- That is better than having short passwords, simple ones that are easy to remember, that can then be compromised. Right. So, yeah, I think the payoff works. Very good. We're gonna. We do have some calls. We're gonna take a quick break. Coming up, you want to bring something up before the break because we have to go out at forty-four, according to Miss Carolyn. Well, I was gonna bring up that the uh, we talked about the feds getting involved with uh, clearing malware from some routers. Right. Well, the Germans and Interpol took down the world's biggest cybercrime forum, hmm. where things like data breach information is like the credit traded. card information. Right. Right. It's called Hydra. Yes. Because it has so many heads. Gotcha. Uh, the Germans and Interpol took it down. Good. And uh, apparently it's a $5 billion a Industry. year business. Yikes. Somebody's going to have some. And that just got cut off. Good. So that's much better. They cut the all the heads off in one better. shot. Yes. <laughs> one slice right through all of them. How long do you think it'll be before it's back up? Um, Maybe two weeks. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's good for now. Two weeks. You know, the it guys causes are... disruption. It makes them rebrand. You know, scramble. Right. And when hackers are scrambling, the side effect of that is that they can be tracked. Mm, good point. So if they already have an idea of some of the people that are behind this, mm-hmm. as soon as those guys start running off to somewhere else, they can track those guys. I'll bet you six months from now you're going to hear about some arrests. Good, and some of these people are going to be picked up, and then they're going to and be... it will it will happen because of the scramble that they are now going to undertake. Right, and they'll be tracked, and they'll figure out what's happening, what they're and they'll doing. Find out and they're then... like eighteen year old kids, and they're going to be, oh, you're just a minor. We're so sorry. We'll let you out. Okay, you promise not to do it again. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we are back. We're in the final stretch here. Dennis and I are here till 11, and then Dr. Alessi will be in, and he'll be uh, with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And uh, so let's go right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us. We're going to go to Nick in Enfield next. What's happening, Nick? Oh, good morning. Morning. This past week, I, I have a couple of Hotmail accounts and an Outlook account, and they were all glitchy. Um, they wanted me to enter my password to re-enter it. They said it wasn't valid. And, and it happened with all of them. And I was wondering if Hotmail was having issues this past week, if, if you have heard anything about that. I haven't personally. It wouldn't surprise me if they were, but I haven't. Yeah, and I haven't either. We can look it up, but I didn't see any news articles about Hotmail having any issues. Yeah, I didn't see anything either, but uh, yeah, okay. So it might just be normal cloud-based email issues, right? It could be. Yeah. Although Uh-oh. I'm looking at Down Detector. Yeah. And I'm looking at their graph, and it only goes back 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But 24 hours ago, there were a lot of reports of problems. So, so I don't. Oh. You you could have been having some kind of a tr- some kind of trouble. Yeah. 
Did you have to change your passwords, Nick, or they just wouldn't accept them? They wouldn't accept them, and mm-hmm. then they wanted new ones. All right. Well, yeah. going I- back, going back to the eighth, I'm on the down detector site. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the eighth, um, there's currently an issue with uh, IMAP for SSL protocol, blah, 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 getting login failed when trying to when trying the login command. Hmm. So it looks like there was an authentication problem. Oh. And that, again, that was on the 8th, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing several reports from people going back then. I don't know if that's the date that you were having trouble, but it looks like they definitely had something going on along those lines. Well, maybe they've had a couple of days or... Ongoing. Oh, yeah, it could have been a residual problem, right? Yeah. Is, is that site you were on, could you say it again? Is that something called, that I would be able to go to? or is it absolutely, just, Everybody in the world can go to it. It's fantastic. It's called Down Detector. All one word, dot com. D-O-W-N? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, we use this site all the time. Yeah. Because you want to see what's going on. Right. And our client base is so large that we can probably tell outages faster than even the the, the cable companies can because we've got 18 companies oh, calling in I, with an outage. I can't tell you how many times we go on to Down Detector. Yeah. Uh, we'll get a bunch of uh, customers like from Comcast that are out. Right. And we go to Down Detector and they're not showing anything for Comcast. But right. we know that, they're down. that something's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go on to Mark and Cromwell next. What's happening, Mark? How are you doing today? Good. Uh, I'm calling in because I have a Dell laptop and it can't find the camera. Yeah. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to do everything I can to, to check settings and stuff, and it should be able to be there. All right. I'm so going to have any ideas. I'm going to suggest two different things. Okay. Number one, go into Device Manager on the computer. Mm-hmm. You're going to look for the camera, and it will be under the category called imaging devices or imaging and scanners. You're going to right-click on it and remove it. Okay. Then you're going to reboot the computer. All right. And it may come back. The other thing to do would be to go to the manufacturer's website Uh and look for any new drivers that they've got. Yep. Yep. For the camera, yeah, I did that. It's got a, every. It's, it's telling me I've got all possible new drivers when I do that. Okay, well, are you are you getting an error on an app that you're using, Mark, where it says it can't find the camera, or you're just not seeing yourself? <laughs> well, when I call up camera, like search for it, it, just says we can't find your camera, and it gives me an error code. Okay, all right. So the, the know, there may be a Dell utility, right? Isn't there a Dell support utility on these laptops too? Yeah, I think it's called Dell Support Assist. Okay. You may want yeah. to bring the Dell Support Assist app up, and uh, it might give you some fixes to to hardware issues like this. You might need yeah. a firmware update or some sort of BIOS update to your device. Uh-huh. Um, did you update to Windows 11? Yes. Yeah. Did it Did it happen uh-huh. after that? Uh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was no, it was working for before. Before you updated to Windows 11. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the truth. What happened is I tried to pry it open one day. I went to open the thing. Wait a minute. And the lid, the, the, the lid got stuck on the hinge and, and cracked the screen. Oh, my goodness. I don't goodness. know why I did that. They finally decided they would, you know, go ahead and fix it under warranty. So I sent it. But now that, that it's back, I don't have the camera. 
Gotcha. So they fixed it all right. Um, yeah. Would you use a butter knife or something there, Mark? Open that thing up? No, just in my hand. I just went to <laughs> open it up, and all of a sudden, cracked, and that was that. All right. So clearly, yeah. then, they didn't fix it for you. Uh, there's still a, some aspect of it that's broken. Sadly, we see this more and more often, too, when we send laptops out to for, for repair as well. Um, uh-huh. So it could it could be the version of the operating system. doesn't see the, the camera anymore, but thank you for being honest with me and telling me you yeah, broke your yeah. machine, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Because we would not have come up with that one, uh, yeah, yeah. so it could be that you have to resend it back. It's nice, you know, and, and tell them the camera's not working after you try the things that we just covered. Be- right. Okay. Um, what I'm going to do is, uh, well, I'm going to post a link to Dell's own web page, offering support suggestion for fixing hardware problems, which mm. is what you've got. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Mike G will post that over on Facebook and Twitter too. And okay. take a look at that page, and it'll have it'll have quite a bit of material in it. But there's going to be something there to help you out, at least to start. Firmware drivers, the support tool, the the, uh-huh. the approach Dennis took as far as removing it and adding it back in, or it's just broken. They didn't fix it yet. They just didn't fix it right. Okay. Yeah. All right. You can always just buy a separate camera, by the way. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well. I paid a lot of money for this computer. It's brand new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I purchased it in November, I guess, and this is what happened to it last month. Yeah, is it so plastic? The, the first time I went to get on the Zoom yesterday, that's when I discovered the camera wasn't working. Right. Is it plastic case or a, like aluminum case? Plastic. Well, plastic. that'll teach you. You listened to the show before? I know. I do. <laughs> All right. Seems like a good deal. <laughs> it does. It always does. <laughs> Honey, it's only three hundred dollars. Well, yeah, uh, I know. Uh, no, this was, this was like seven hundred and eighty dollars. Oh, expensive uh, plastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, try those things, Mark. Good luck. Okay. Thank you. You got it. All right. Bye. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, you know, you're starting to pry things. Clips break. Plastic just doesn't seem to hold up very well when it comes to laptops. I mean, laptops will give you three years if you're lucky because you're beating the heck out of them. Um, and the aluminum cased laptops tend to take a beating better than the plastic ones. Absolutely. You know, the hinges are tougher. You know, they're not going to fall apart on you. World of difference. So I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this uh, Saturday morning. Did you have anything else you want to bring up before we go to the top? We have maybe about 30 seconds. Nah, she's going to play the music in about 10 seconds, aren't you there, Carolyn? Um, anything you want to bring up real quick for anybody? Well, we've got another attacker's uh, spoof using. Uh, Office 365 and uh, Google Workspace messages mm-hmm. to fake WhatsApp notices to make people then click on links that are malicious. Right. And it's kind of a WhatsApp phishing campaign. Yeah. Right. They're looking for credentials. So we'll put that link up there yeah, for you. Yeah. You got to protect yourselves, people. So thank you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Thank you, Mike G, for posting everything live. Stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next. Thank you, Carolyn, for, for producing over there. And um, everything we talked about is posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show that also works. And uh, if you like us on Facebook, if you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, this will get into your news feed. Everything we posted, as long as Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy and you're not in Australia. So stick around for Dr. Alessi. And remember, we want you to be geeks too. Please. (laughs) See you next Saturday.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.